This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry on this Reggae Monday. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Debo Samuel, the San Francisco 49ers, talked his trash. And then his team went out there and backed it up as the 49ers put it on the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. Who's the biggest trash talker in your family? Let us know. Triple A say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Harry Dull says it's his daughter Harrison that is the biggest trash talk in his family, <laughs> which is magnificent and frightening that there's a bigger trash talk in the Harry Douglas family more than Harry Douglas, and it's somebody that's not Freddie, even 10 years of age. Now that I'm sitting up here thinking about it, like it, it, it is definitely my daughter. Uh-huh. She's seven years old, man. and <laughs> Wow. She is me times 100. She really is. That that is my twin. Right. And it's crazy because my mother in law, my son's name Harry. He's the fifth. Uh-huh. But they they always make jokes that Harrison should have been little Harry the way she acts <laughs> because she already is. Yep. <laughs> so that's the biggest trash talk in his family. His daughter. The biggest trash talk in my family is my aunt Marilyn because she will tell you what time it is, how the clock was built, and may take the clock upside your head. So who's the biggest trash talker in your family? Let us know at triple eight. Say E S P. In 888-729-3776 and back to Debo Samuel. He called James Bradbury, the Eagles cornerback, trash, and then he went out there and allowed the 49ers to make trash out of the Philadelphia Eagles. That game was not close after the first couple of plays. He even mentioned that, hey, last week was last week. I was just having a little fun. Did you have a feeling coming in that, that this could be that kind of Oh, I ain't gonna lie. I was in, the, I was in that zone like all week long for us. Like, you know, um, they beat us in the NFC Championship. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, talking trash. I mean, this is part of the game. Um, hopefully nobody took it to heart because it's just all fun and games at the end of the day. It was all fun and games, but he's lying. <laughs> yeah, he, he's lying. And you can see he's smiling about it uh-huh. and kind of like, Throwing more salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But Debo Samuel, man, came out there, black ski mask, black Air Force One cleats. So, number one, you know he meant business. True. You already know how he felt last year going on first take during the Super Bowl and saying that if we had our quarterback, it would have been a different result. We should be planning this game. Right. A lot of people thought Debo Samuel was crazy. A lot of people thought the San Francisco 49ers and how they felt internally mm-hmm. was crazy. But what we witnessed yesterday from that football team was more than a statement. We witnessed the most physical team. We witnessed the team that had the best roster. We witnessed the team and Brock Purdy, which a lot of people had a, a lot of questions about coming into the season. Mm-hmm. And during that three-game stretch, right. we witnessed him ball out. We witnessed Christian McCaffrey, who's leading the National Football League in rushing, ball out and be the dual-threat running back that he is, receiving out of the backfield and also rushing. But we also witnessed that defensive line that mm-hmm. went and got other guys from other teams Right, we we witnessed them make the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles not look like them their normal selves as well. One of the things about Debo Samuel, for my money, he was the best player in the field. I know Brock Purdy was ter- tremendous, three hundred fourteen yards, four touchdown passes, no interceptions, but it's just the attitude. He returned kicks yesterday. He didn't take a fair catch. He, that ball's eight yards deep in the end zone. He said, no, I'm bringing this out. Mindset. Absolute, complete mindset. The mindset. Yeah. Now, granted, before the game got started, he looked like they were trying to like have a set-it-off reboot involving the fellas this time, not the ladies, with the whole black ski mask and the whole black outfit. But that mindset 
filtered down to the rest of that football team. And then he goes out there and he has four catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns in terms of receptions, one touchdown rushing the football. I don't, I don't know who the leader of the 49ers is. You can say it's Cal Shanahan, whoever it is. But the real leader, in my opinion, definitely showed up because he knew his team would have his back. He did not go away from it. Yeah, I said what I said. If we had Brock Purdy, we would have won that game. That was the way of telling, hey, Brock Purdy, you don't have to worry about other people believing in you. You know we believe in you. We know what you can do. And we're going to watch you work, and we're going to work along with you. And they went out there. Even they struggled early. They never panicked. They never flinched. And when they decided to kick the Eagles in the face, the Eagles stayed on the ground, especially the more and more that game went along when they scored on six straight possessions, all touchdowns, after going one, two, three, and out on their first two possessions when it comes to the 49ers. And for me, Freddie, it's the confidence and understanding internally who you are, what you are, and what you're capable of. Right. When you look at Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and now Chase Young is in the mix and how those guys walk, out on, walk on onto, the, onto the football field with the big boom box and the music blasting. Mm-hmm. And then they, the Eagles, the DBs are warming up. And the San Francisco 49ers, they run through their warm-up line. Right. We hit a shut, shh. I said, shh. <laughs> I ain't putting the T on it. We hit a shut, shh, down. Right? So, so not only did they go disrespect the Eagles right. before the game started, not only did they disrespect the Eagles uh, in the media by saying that, we're the better team. We're, we're, you know, Brad Berry is trash. They went out there and showed it. Yep. See, they did the talking yep. and they did the walking. Yep. And they picked on the the weakest link for the defense of the Eagles, Eli Ricks. They better figure something out mm-hmm. because Eli Ricks has been the weakest link for this defense the entire season, in my opinion. And C.D. Lamb plays a lot in the slot. He plays over the slot. Right. And I'm pretty sure Mike McCarthy and company trying to figure out how many times they can get C.D. Lamb matched up on number 39, mm-hmm. Eli Ricks. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah. If they play like this the rest of the season, they could run the table, in my opinion, with the rest of their schedule when it comes to San Francisco. They continue to play like this. Good luck to anybody trying to beat that team at home because the rest of their schedule, they got the Seahawks, they got the Cardinals, they got the Ravens, they got the Commanders, they got the Rams. Three of those four teams, three of those five teams are competing for a playoff spot when it comes to Seattle, Baltimore, and the Los Angeles Rams. But they play like that. They won't be the best NFL team right now. They will be the best team in the NFL at the end of the regular season. And to be honest with you, Harry, we're going to go back to when Debo Samuel said, yeah, I talked that trash, and then I went out there and backed it up, and he knew his team was going to have his back. Speaking of talking trash on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, plenty of people want to weigh in, the biggest trash talker in their family. For example, David Scruggs on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, HDogs83 says, I talk plenty, but my parents and wife are Cowboys fans, so you know they like to dish it. But boy, they cannot take it when I mention Super Bowl highlights on VHS. Boy, that's good reverse trash talking there by David. Oh, Lord, that's a good one. That's that's pretty good reverse. They give it to Lord you. Lord have it mercy. With, with receipts and stuff like that. Vance in Arizona at 888-729-3776. Vance, who is the biggest trash talker in your family? Man, gentlemen, I'd have to say it was my late father, VP, the original VP senior. But see, because here's the thing. He didn't only talk trash when we played basketball. He used them old man tricks, like pulling on your shirt. Yeah. And then he'd step on my foot when I tried to jump, talk about where you going. And then he'd sit there and bust <laughs> jumpers in my face. Talk. He was like, shoot from half court. He's like, you better come out here. And I'd, he'd hit it. Then I'd come out there. He'd hit it again. He's like, why are you coming out here? <laughs> I didn't that until I was 13 years old. And, but this is what, this is the bad part here. I know you all got to go. But he extended it off the court. Like one time when I because I played ball in college, so his car broke down, uh-huh. and he, they were kind of in the halfway in the street. 
So his cut three thousand pounds. So I'm trying to push it up the incline on gravel. He's like, well, you lift all them weights and stuff. You can't even push this car. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the ultimate. Dads are usually the best trash talkers because dads don't give them "Mm," about your feelings. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. That's how I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Speaking as two dads, we clearly understand that sentiment, and we've engaged in that more than a couple of times. Greg in Tennessee, who's the best trash talker in your family? It was my mama, of course. Are you kidding? I a Jewish mama, wasn't but five foot four, hundred two pounds soaking wet. She had six kids and my daddy all in line every day. Try to mouth her off, or you bring home a homework assignment. My mama would go ahead and jack you up. She didn't take nothing from anybody. <laughs> no, I, I love that man. Like, hey, nothing gonna get past mama. Mama gonna get yeah. you in line. Mama yeah. gonna get you right. Right. Mama, if mama gotta put them paws on you, mama gonna put them paws yeah. on you. I'll never get an interview Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, and I and talk about where do you get that from? He goes, Oh, my mother, Mary Babers Green. I said, She's more of a trash talking to you. He goes, I got nothing. On Mama Green. I said, really? He goes, yeah. You think I talk trash on the basketball court? Nothing compared to my mother, Mary Babers Green. I was like, wow, didn't see that coming when it comes to Draymond Green. Bert in Illinois, who was the best trash talker in your family? Uh, well, at one point in time, it was me uh, until my youngest son come along. And it seems like no matter the situation, uh, he doesn't even have to talk. He'll just burn you with his looks. This kid is ridiculous. And, I mean, I've got stories for days. I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. But I'm I'm not sure what I've unleashed on the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> That, that's never good when you say my seed no, is going to be unleashed but, on the world. But it's funny because it's it's times where me and my wife are sitting in here talking. Yeah. And, and she's telling me something about my daughter. And she was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you. Well, that's your child. It's my child now. It's our child. Well, it's always going to be your child. She knows yeah, that. She knows, right. She knows that Harrison is daddy's little girl. And she knows that Princey is mama's little boy. So as soon as Harrison, I get done today. Yeah, Daddy, you know when when you get done, can we go get a slushy? Yeah, yeah baby, we sure. Yeah. Soon we, I get off here. I'm going with my baby. We want to get a slushy. Yeah, don't don't let that don't let those fool you. Behind those eyes lies a cold blooded killer. And you <laughs> yes, know she it too. is, <laughs> and you know it. So and I, and I always tell people like when they see pictures of of Harrison, yeah. I say, oh my gosh, she's so pretty, she's so adorable. I said, boy, Harrison, I cut you up too. Mm-hmm. You play whatever you want to. <laughs> You know, if anybody's smart and in their right mind, they know not to play <laughs> with her. Aaron in Atlanta, who's the biggest trash talker in your family? That would be me. <laughs> yeah. That would be me. Ex- I, explain. I'm a woman operating in the man's space. I okay. watch football. I'm a fan. I'm a part-time referee in my mind. <laughs> you know, and people don't expect me to know the difference between offsides and false start. You know, that's my biggest uh, argument. So that's me. I, I would be me. Uh, I would be the biggest trash talker in my family. I'd hang out with Aaron any day of the week. I'd hang out with her any day of the week. And by the way, <laughs> there is no difference. It used to be called offside, period. I don't know why they involved false start, illegal shift. It's still offside. Just leave it. <laughs> I, I don't know why they decided to decipher between, well, it's offsides for the defense or false start for the offense. If you're on the other side of the line of scrimmage illegally, it's offsides. I don't know why we decided to do that in the National Football League or in football, period. 
There, I'm <laughs> off my soapbox. One last one from Charles in Dallas. Chuck, who's the biggest trash talker in your family, my friend? Oh, it's my daddy for sure. This man will. First of all, my pops played in the league for about six years. Okay. okay? But he's a defensive tackle. Okay. Huge man, incredibly strong. He didn't give me none of that genetically. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be times where, like, he's trying to do these superhuman feats of strength that he wants me to participate in, like lifting up a a 1966 C10 Chevy cab Mm -mm. barehanded. Mm mm. And he's mad that I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nuts. And to bring it all into perspective, like, I played a little college ball as well myself, right? So my freshman year, the first time I squatted 500 pounds, my pops was like, bruh, I benched 535. <laughs> by, by the way, who is your father? Uh, his name was Benny Smith. He was actually the first black man to start four years at the University of Missouri. He's a monster. Um, wow. He, 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 he still, he still got it. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. That's huge. You can never say, my dad can kick your daddy's behind. And he, Charles will go, oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to find that out. <laughs> Bring the dad over there and said, Charles' dad shows up. <laughs> you would never want to have that conversation. Oh, my goodness. You did not get through in the phone. Let us know who's the best trash talker in your family. Hit us up on, on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. What is wrong with you? He is Fred. He is Harry Douglas. What you say, Freddie? How, how, how huge was he? Nice try. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Nice try. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com no matter how big it is. Is it real? They're real, and they're spectacular. Or is it fake? Fake is gonna fake, fake, fake. This is real versus fake. And we do it NFL style with our man Shannon Penn, our producer. He's going to stroll on in. He gives us options. He gives us topics, and we'll let you know if it's one or the other. If it's on the for real, or if it's not on the for real, we do that right now on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, real versus fake. Fake. Wow, Freddie, I will start with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flummoxed. I'm reclined right now. You're, you're bamboozled. Right, let's get it together. Real right, or fake? You didn't land on real or fake? Real or fake landed on you. Real or fake? Real or fake? Freddie, Tyreek Hill is the NFL MVP. Real or fake? I'm going to say that's real because as terrific as Tua Tungabailoa is as a quarterback, he's not the same guy, no matter how accurate he is, without that kind of playmaker that can top off a defense. You can even throw it to him short, and he can take that a long, long, long way. So right now, yeah, I say that's real. All right, so y'all, so I'm going to interrupt something really quick because Harrison just came in the room with me. So Harrison... I want you to tell everyone listening right now, who talks more trash, you or me? Me. Me. Say it loud. Me. <laughs> I See? told y'all. See? That's my girl. But behind that pretty face is a stone cold killer. I, I can definitely, definitely see that happening as far as that goes. See, that, that, see that, that's the problem. That face is going to get you in a lot of trouble. You see you see how she had no problem uh, saying her? Oh, yeah. Me. She, she said confident. She didn't like that. Oh, me. Me? It ain't him. It ain't Squarehead over here. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me get let me get back to this. So uh-huh. it's real to me. Tyreek Hill, what he's been able to do with his football team has been phenomenal. No doubt. He's 
one of the most dominant players on the football field, and he's not even six feet. So I think that says a lot about what he's able to do, his skill set, and also how dynamic he is. So he's, it's real in my opinion. All right, Harry. Colts head coach Shane Steichen is the NFL coach of the year. Real or fake? I'm going to go fake. I'm going to go with D'Amico Ryans with the Houston Texans because we know Gardner Minshew was able to be the backup quarterback and they had a security blanket Mm -hmm. if Anthony Richardson went down. When you look at the Houston Texans, you have C.J. Stroud, and we look at this organization and how in the dumps it was, and you look at what they've been able to do their first 12 games of the year. So I'm going with D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, what he said, and to add to it, think of the great coaching jobs we've seen around the NFL so far this year. You mentioned Shane Steichen at the Indianapolis Colts, what Matt LaFleur has done lately with the Green Bay Packers. That's been Sean McVay, what he's done with the Los Angeles Rams. He's gotten them in the playoff contention. There are a lot of terrific coaching jobs going on in the NFL, but I'm with you. It's D'Amico Ryan's job to lose, especially the rate that Houston Texans are going, where they could be a playoff team, and nobody saw that coming in 2023 or even 2024. All right, Freddie, the New England Patriots have the worst offense in the NFL. Real or fake? Fake. It's the Jets. I don't, I don't, know, why, I don't know why we're having this conversation. Seriously. It, as bad as the Patriots have been, and I know they scored not, not near point versus the Los Angeles Chargers, but that Jets offense, if you've seen it, bring it to the Jets because they haven't seen it lately. That is the worst offense in the National Football League. And now there are reports out there that Zach Wilson was asked by the Jets to be the starting quarterback again, but he was reluctant. And Aaron Rodgers says, you better get your butt back out there and be a starting quarterback. That, those were reports earlier when Robert Sala, Jets head coach, had a chance to refute that on the Michael K show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Oh, he refuted it. All right. Look, I, I don't know what conversations are had. You know, these, these young men have a lot of conversations with one another in the locker room. And if, if somebody expressed that from maybe he, I have no idea if he had a conversation with his family. I have no idea. But I know the kid is competitive as shit. I know that he has a lot of confidence in himself to go out there and play. I know he wants to play. I know he's been very upset that he has been sad. I know he feels like we would have won the game. You know, and that's his mindset. So I only know what I know. And I know that he wants the ball. I know he's competitive as heck. And I know if uh, if he is the guy for, for Sunday, he'll go compete his tail off, just like, just like the other two would. All right, Harry, that was Jets head coach Robert Sala. So I'll ask you. The New England Patriots have the worst offense in the NFL. Real or fake? Yeah, I'm going to go with fake. I'm going to go with the Jets as well. This team has scored over 13 points in the last six games, I believe. You look at the game this weekend, 2 for 15 on third downs, 11 Mm. penalties, three turnovers. Mm. Just horrible, horrible. (laughs) Fake. Accurate, accurate. (laughs) What you got, Shannon? All right, Harry, the next one. The AFC North will get only one team in the playoff. Real or fake? No, I think that's real. The way the Cleveland Browns have fallen off, what we haven't seen in the injury situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow not being there, the Baltimore Ravens might end up being the only team from that division, which was the best division at one point, Mm -hmm. that actually gets into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to say the Cleveland Browns, but is Joe Flacco really going to look like that again? Once they get tape on Joe Flacco, that going to be that when it comes to that. They got the Jaguars next week. They're at the Bears. The next two games are both at home. They're at the Houston Texans. 
home versus the Jets and at the Cincinnati Bengals. Until I'm convinced about that offense, I can see the Cleveland Browns being on the outside looking in. And I can see the AFC South getting two teams in and not the AFC North when we thought potentially three teams could get in from that division. A little NFL Real versus Fake brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying Real Christmas Trees at Lowe's or wherever Real Christmas Trees are sold. If you need more info, and you know you do, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're not finished in terms of questions and answers out there when it comes to the National Football League. We got plenty of those for the Monday Night Football game tonight happening in Jacksonville between the Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. That comes your way next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is a Freddie and Harry Reggae Monday presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to get to Monday Night Football questions and answers with the Jacksonville Jaguars trying to stay in that hunt for the number one seed taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Like we mentioned, that game at 8.15 Eastern time on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2. But we've got a lot of great phone calls from you. We're going to roll with them right now. Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Who is the best trash talker in your family? When it comes to Harry's family, the best trash talker is only seven years of age. It's his daughter, Harrison. And even when she stopped by about 15 minutes ago and we asked her that question, she said, me, twice, that she's the best <laughs> trash talker in the Douglas family. And my family is definitely my Aunt Marilyn. We call her Aunt, call her Aunt Mopsy, who lives in Strong Island. And she's the best trash talker even now. And she's a trash talker for the last 40 years that I've known her. <laughs> In my life. Who is that person for you? Eric in Dallas at 888-729-3776. Eric, who is the best trash talker in your family? Oh, God. Gentlemen, I got this uh, uncle. He went to Vietnam. He's just crazy wannabe. I, I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was in the Navy as well. I brought this woman home from Hawaii. She was half uh, Panamanian, half Japanese. She inspired the Commodore song, Brick House. So I bring her home. My uncle, he comes to the house at 8 in the morning. We're already five hours behind time. He said, hey, nephew, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take your woman for a ride. I said, what? He said, yeah, I'm going to take her for a ride. I said, why do you think she want to go with you? He said, stop. You're 5'7". I'm 6'2". He said, I got got good credit. 
and I got assets, and I'm extra charming below the waist. I said, well, this is my uncle, man. This is the guy I had a deal with. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wait, I'm deceased. Okay. Hey, Unc, wow. not playing. Wow. Unc kept it real, too. More real than I think Eric wanted to hear. Yeah. Eric's like, yeah, I'm in good. I got a nice girl. And his uncle's like, I'm going to take her. For, I'm going to take your woman. We, what well, we should have asked him, did our eyes perk up? <laughs> when she heard, uh. You know, certain, you know, certain questions don't need answers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> certain questions do not need answers. Frankie in Orlando, who was the best trash talker in your family? What's going on, gentlemen? I just want to say first, you know, it's a truly an honor. Freddie, been listening to you for years and years. Harry, big fan of yours. Um, biggest trash talk I would say. Biggest trash talk I would say would be me. I mean, okay. mind you, now I'm a Spurs fan. We're like three and sixteen. And I'm talking like we're like sixteen and three to my family <laughs> who are Laker fans and Warrior fans. So they're kind of looking at me like you do know your team's in last place, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, that that would be me. You know, I love the fact that I'm a trash talker. My team stinks. I don't care. I'm giving you the business. That's right. I love that. Win, lose, or draw. Absolutely. Most people trash talk with a position of strength. Frankie's like, I ain't got it. And I don't, I don't like that, Freddie. Like, yeah. if you're going to trash talk with your team, do it when they win and when they lose. Absolutely. Not just when they win, when they're on top. Yeah, you know those front-running trash-talking fans. Yeah. Because pl- I have plenty of friends of mine who are Eagles fans. They love running their mouth on their trash talkers and call my team the Cowgirls. Well, for this week, if your team loses my team, I'm calling your team the Feagles. Uh-oh. The fake Eagles. So you call Uh-oh. my team Cowgirls all the time? All my friends with Eagles fans, they love running their mouth about that. Calling them the Cowgirls. If my Cowboys team wins this week, I'm calling them the Feagles. Fake Eagles. If they're able to win <laughs> on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. No lie. My, so my great-grandmother. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> wow, Grandma Minnie, mm-hmm. she 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 passed along. But man, my 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 great grandmother was like that, bro. Like she didn't play. My great grandmother got away with stuff. <laughs> like so, if you ever write, if you ever wrote a book, you got to change the name, huh? Oh yeah, and, and she used to do that snuff. Oh, hey boy, yeah. go to that store and get me that stuff. I remember my daddy used to drop me off over there. Me and my brother, my cousin, mm-hmm. we would walk five miles back to my. Grandmother's house, right? To leave my great grandmother's house. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, we not. Ain't no telling what's gonna go happen over here. Go get my snuff. Mm-mm. I love you, grandma, but we gotta go. That may be the worst smelling thing that I can remember from my childhood snuff. Uh, it was just why would people do that? Just take a little. Ugh. Just, for those who don't know, just Google Snuff. And by the way, this PSA, courtesy of Freddie and Harry. <laughs> You're welcome as far as that goes. It's time to do the Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It has insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby, give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. And we'll keep it nice and short and sweet because the questions and answers involves two teams in one game. We got Monday Night Football tonight, 815 Eastern Time on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2. You got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals, Harry Douglas. What do you know? What do you need to see? Well, we know Joe Burrow is no longer the quarterback of this football team because he's out. He's on injured reserve. Jake Browning, 
Last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, was he amazing? No. Was he decent? Yeah. Was it mm. enough? No. no. So what I want to see tonight versus the Jacksonville Jaguars is can he be better than he was in his first start? Can he help uplift this football team? I also want to see mm-hmm. can the defense with Lou Anarumo, can those guys on that side of the ball create more turnovers and give that offense yeah. more opportunities to overcome their deficiency of not having Joe Burrow? Yeah. Here's what I know. Joe Mixon can't wait to run the football tonight because mm. he's going to need to. If you're going to help out your quarterback, if you're going to help out your offense, hell, if you're going to help out your defense, this way they're not playing so many snaps, that's what I know, that Joe Mixon is going to see the ball a lot more tonight versus Jacksonville than he saw last week in that loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what I know. What do I need to see? How many times early will they get Jamar Chase the football? You got a guy, the best way to help out your quarterback, get it, find a way to get into your playmakers early. Find a way to get him that kind of confidence when you have a guy that's one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. But he can't be the best if the only time he's seeing the ball is in pregame warm-ups, getting it from his quarterback. He's got to see that ball early. He's got to see that ball late. He's got to see that ball often. And the best way to help out your quarterback is to make sure, get in his hands and let him go out there and make plays. You don't have to force it, but quick slants, quick screens, quick smoke routes, do those kind of things to get Jamar Chase going to help out your quarterback and help out your football team. Meanwhile, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They win tonight, and they're at that top with Baltimore and Miami for that number one seed in the AFC. Playing at home, what do you know about this team? What do you need to see? What I know about this football team, Fred, I think you just mentioned it. They have a prime opportunity to be at the top in the AFC. And I think because of percentages and conference win and division wins, they might go to the top, if I'm not mistaken, if they win this game tonight over the Dolphins. So they have a perfect opportunity to excel in that department. What I want to see... Mm-hmm. I want to see if Trevor Lawrence can continue being the focal point of this offense and delivering the football to the plethora of weapons that he does have. Yeah. Here's what I know about Jacksonville. I want to know, I continue to know that they may be more of the hunted instead of the hunter than people want to give them credit for. And it's easy for them to get lost when we talk about the 49ers and the Eagles and the Cowboys, even the Lions, even the Chiefs, even the Ravens. Hell, we talk more about the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans lately than the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, beat the Texans last week and come to Jacksonville. That's what I know, that they may be more of a hunted instead of a hunter than we want to give that situation credit for. What do I need to see? How they handle that. They're the clear favorite in this game. To be honest with you, they shouldn't lose this game. They're a better football team than the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Joe Burrow was playing. There's no way I'm saying that. But he's not going to be out there. We're not going to see him until the next start of the regular season. So we know just about everywhere else, including the quarterback position, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the better team. What I need to see is how they handle being that better team. In a game playing at home in front of a nationally televised audience, the last time we saw a team like this, they didn't play well called the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Hey, Jacksonville, don't be an AFC 10-day-later version of losing big on the national stage like the Lions did to the Packers on that Thanksgiving Day. I think in this ball game, I, I, I want to see can Trevor Lawrence, which one of these receivers are going to have over 100 yards? Is okay. it going to be Calvin Ridley? Is it going to be Kristen Kurt? Is it going to be Evan Ingram at the tight end position? True. Right, which one of these guys are going to go over 100 yards and really put their stamp 
not on this offense, but on this game. Yeah, no doubt about that. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. The college football playoff committee has sold and told everybody who is somebody, these are the four and those two are not. But what was really the criteria? Plus, in other news, another addition of a man not leaving wild animals alone. And, of course, it ended badly. Keep Excuse it, me. Yeah, keep it here on ESPN Radio. Excuse me. And the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Before we get to the college ball playoff committee, getting it right, getting it wrong, whatever, we now have the Heisman Trophy finalists. And there are not three of them, there are four of them. Jaden Daniels, quarterback of LSU. Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver with The Ohio State University, Bo Nix, quarterback of Oregon, and Michael Penix Jr., quarterback of Washington. I'll say this, Harry, if the season lasts another couple of weeks, they might have had a fifth person and would have been Jalen Milrow, the quarterback of Alabama. Yeah, I agree. When you look at the three quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, those guys are one, two, and three in passing yards in college football. What Jaden Daniels was able to do this season, not only rushing the football, but throwing it and being a leader for that team. If he had an opportunity to play in a championship game, his yeah. numbers would have been that more, mm-hmm. uh, that much more amazing. Bo Nix, he had a phenomenal season. Michael Penix Jr. had a phenomenal season. Marvin Harrison Jr. being yeah. so dominant at the wide receiver position. Um, I just like all four of these guys, and they're going to have tremendous pro careers as, as well. Yeah, I'm really happy for Michael Penix Jr. And also happy for Bo Nix as well, because Michael Penix Jr. not only turned his ACL once, but twice. Many people said transferring to Washington, you're not going to do anything there like you almost did at Indiana and he's become a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's gotten to the college ball playoff for the first time in a long time having a chance to play for a national championship. And Bo Nix, when people said, why are you leaving Auburn to go to Oregon? Why are you going there? And he was so, so terrific. Mm-hmm. Almost single-handedly led that comeback in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday before Washington was able to win that game in the final stages. But really happy for all four of those guys like you mentioned. Having a chance to be the four Heisman finalists, me and Jaden Daniels, quarterback of LSU, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver at the Ohio State University. 14 touchdowns. 14 t- wow, 14 touchdowns. <laughs> With a quarterback that was shaky at best. Mm. <laughs> Who's in the transfer portal. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The, the one that bought Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal from Oklahoma. Well, see, I, I think for him, so Jeff Lebby, who's now at Mississippi State, he was with Lebby at Central Florida. So that's where and he's going. He, and he went to Oklahoma with Lebby. Now he's probably going to end up going to Mississippi State with him. That's okay. not confirmed. I'm just saying it's a, it's a great chance okay. he follows okay. the guy he's been with his whole career. Just right. about so. Right. Right. That's an educated guess as far as that goes. So also, when it comes to college football playoff committee, in case you missed it, if you're on the rock yesterday, we had the four teams in the final. When it comes to Washington on one side they're going to take on texas and on the other side alabama taking on michigan the ones that are left out with florida state and ohio excuse me florida state and also when it comes to georgia, georgia. thank you very much see i quickly i forgot that already heather dennich had a chance to talk about that as an espn council reporter on how we got here involving the two that were left out and the four that were put in their answer was repeated and fairly simple it was that they did not think that florida state was the same team without injured starting quarterback jordan travis 
Travis. And at the end of the day, they didn't think that the Seminoles were capable of looking like a top four team and competing for a national title without him. There were coaches in the room, strong voices in the room, and they voted multiple times. This was an agonizing, difficult decision for them. But at the end of the day, they thought that Florida State would have trouble competing and winning a national title without Jordan Travis, but it was also the fact that Alabama's strength of schedule was better, and Alabama had knocked off the committee's number one team. So it was a combination of those two factors, but I promise you this was not an easy decision in that room. Well, Harry, I don't doubt that, but I know if I'm a Florida State fan or a Georgia fan, I'm not trying to hear it. If I'm a Georgia fan, I'm saying, well, wait a minute, one game against Alabama, who's really outstanding, and you put us out, and we're now one of the best four teams in the country competing for a championship. And if you're Florida State, well, we, we did what you told us to do. We, had, we beat teams on our schedule. We yep. beat two SEC teams, including early on when it comes to LSU. We win our conference championship and finished undefeated. But that wasn't good enough because they have two quarterbacks. They're not good enough to place the guy in Jordan Travis in that one-and-done situation. Well, I think how the ACC championship game looked, right? If you're the Florida State Seminoles, it didn't look convincing going against Louisville from the offensive side of the ball. The defense did their job, and they did. Yeah. They went out there and made plays. They sacked um, Jack Plummer seven times. But it wasn't enough from an offensive standpoint with those guys in that committee room watching it. And then when the University of Georgia, I think the only argument, you know, that anyone can make for them not getting in is that they, they weren't a conference champion. Yeah. And when they had that opportunity to win their conference, they did not do so. And mm-hmm. what the committee also told us is that they didn't care anything about what you did previous years when Absolutely. it came to the University of Georgia. Absolutely. I mean, 29 in a row. And Georgia could say, well, wait a minute, last year, Ohio State did not win a conference championship, and you said we got to put the best four teams in. But it, but it was it was also we didn't have this much parity. We did not a season ago like we have in 2023. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. each season is not like the other ones, and unfortunately for Georgia and for Florida State, they found that out. Right now, the early lines: Michigan a one and a half point favorite over Alabama in one semifinal game. Texas a four-point favorite over Washington in the other semifinal game. Both of those semifinal games taking place on New Year's Day. 5 o'clock the first game on ESPN, then 8.45 the second game, also on ESPN. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. Each and every night about this time, we make sure that you are caught up on something that you might have missed in sports or outside of sports. You know it better as... They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. I want this to be the last time we're going to say this, but I know that it won't. Leave those animals alone. Uh -uh. A man in Utah was brutally gored by a bison last month when he went to pet it in an idiotic move. He quickly realized the idiotic move, but it was too late. It left him with a lacerated liver and an eight-inch gash. Now, this idiot, his words, not mine, who shall remain nameless, Halen Carbajal, he admitted that he was the idiot in the scenario for approaching the bison on his way home from early Thanksgiving with his girlfriend. He noticed a herd of bison on the neighbor's property, decided to get a closer look. He said, Harry, and I quote, I was definitely an idiot in this scenario. I crossed through the fence. I started walking back near the fence. By the time I got back to the fence, he had followed me all the way over. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I kind of did want to pet him, so I was just being naive about the whole thing. So I did that, and yeah, he just rocked me. Pretty good, end quote. Nothing about that is smart. Why are you trying to pet a bison? 
if anything, talk talk to him from a distance. Hey, Mr. Bison, how you doing? <laughs> Mr. Bison, you look pretty cool from this distance. Now, I don't know what color this guy may be, but I will say this. It wouldn't have been one of us, Freddie. No, brothers don't do that. Nope. Mm-hmm. You'll never hear brothers being attacked by elephants. That's one thing about Freddie and Harry. We yeah. say what other people are scared to say. Yeah. We keep it real. Right. By the way, and here's the what? kicker. Stop that, Devin. Here's the kicker. <laughs> he just finished a season working with the Utah Conservation Corps. Jeez. SOS. Stuck on stupid. <laughs> What do they say? What happens hey, in Utah stays in Utah. Hey, Mr. Bison, how you doing, buddy? Mr. Bison, all all is thinking in his head. I'm gonna get me one this time, and, and he did. Bison are undefeated. Remember that. <laughs> Amber and Ian comes your way next for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the Mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless as always. Stay away from the Bison. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.